0: Welcome to episode 61 of Scar Bearers. I'm Chris D.T. Gordon. The recording button is on. We're ready to go and look behind the curtain. I didn't press it last time. So this is take two of our wonderful conversation I'm having with my friend David Hollingsworth. David, how are you later on today?
1: (laughs) I'm doing just as great as I was last time.
0: It's uh, good to be back. It is. It's great to have you back. And And back in more than one case, because you were my guest in season one, we talked about your book, Get Out the Door. And so we're going to hit on that and a couple other things. But first of all, let's go back a little bit in time and just give us a five cent tour of last time's conversation. What brought you to write this book? Sure.
1: In uh, 2004. I had a severe motorcycle accident and suffered a spinal injury, had to learn to stand and walk again. And I went from a wheelchair to running the Marine Corps Marathon. And when I was interviewed uh, on Comcast Sportsnet, they said, what was the toughest part of running a marathon? And I said, it wasn't the recovery, it wasn't the training, and it wasn't even running the marathon. The hardest part was getting off my butt and getting out the door. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Once I did, the rest was easy.
0: Yes, and you know, so so many of us, that first part is the hardest step, mm-hmm. but you know, I love, I love the messages in your book, I love the fact that you address that in such a, an easy tone that you have, and that carries through in one of the projects that you're doing right now, which is an audio book, correct? Yes,
1: uh, one of the things that people ask me is, when are you going to do the audio book? I so, well, you know, that's a good idea. So I've started uh, working on getting the recordings down, and we're looking for a June release for the audio book.
0: And we've talked before about how some people have this misconception that you just sit down and you read the book off while you know sipping some tea and you know rela- relaxing in a recliner. And that's not all that is cracked up to be when you record an audio version of your book. There's a lot of work that goes into it, right? Yeah, you
1: have to make sure that you've got a professional level recording, that you've got a quiet environment, that it's professionally edited and packaged so that it's as good of a quality as a physical book that someone might purchase.
0: And those of us who are watching on YouTube can see that David has a piano and a guitar behind him. So he is such a musician. You already have that professional uh, home studio studio. And how long have you had that for?
1: Uh, well, I've had the studio I've, I've had really for about 12 years here. I've been playing guitar since I was 16 years old, so a little bit more than 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been a fan of trying to make professional quality recordings. And now I get the
0: chance to do that with the audiobook. And again, that's going to be available in June. And where can people yes. find that? Uh, they're, it'll be on Amazon
1: and Audible, uh, just like uh, Get Out the Door is.
0: Yes. And so uh, we were talking earlier about all the other uh, different balls you're juggling now. I believe the next you uh, is a comedy anthology?
1: Well, it's a humor anthology. I'm working with a number of uh, friends and speakers who are putting together a compilation book of sto- humorous stories that we've individually developed or we have performed at different places. Like I've been on stage at the DC Improv and Stand Up New York, as well as The Moth and other storytelling shows. And we each take a humorous story of our own and put that down in the book. And then we break the story down to see, okay, how did we develop the story? What is funny about it and why is it funny? So that people can take those tools and use them in stories in their own life.
0: Okay, and without giving away too much, what
1: story did you pick? Uh, the story's called Three Dog Fight. Uh, it's, it's a story about when uh, I left home one day, I had one dog, I came home, I had three. Oh. And as they said, hijinks
0: ensued. <laughs> and so what made, it, what made that story in particular the one you wanted to pick for this anthology?
1: Well, what I found is funny for a lot of people is um, things that feel like they're so frustrating because people can identify with that feeling when everything is going wrong mm-hmm. and the more tension you can build up in the story, the bigger the punch when the when the humor actually happens. So it's, I'm not going to give away the story because it's not that long, mm-hmm. but uh Suffice to say, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but I'm glad I did because now I've got the story.
0: Yes, yes. And speaking of the story, you do in the anthology, again, try not to reveal too much, but you break down the story and discuss what makes it funny, right? Which I find everything
1: from the title to the structure to how the different scenes in the story are delivered uh, so that someone can say, how do you develop a humorous story? Because it's not all jokes and Mm punchlines. In fact, I don't think there's a joke in the story. It's really situations that people can identify with, and you're building the tension towards some sort of uh, release or a situation that people can identify with and laugh at because it may not be that exact same situation, but they've gone through something similar.
0: Yes. And and your humor, I'm sure, will resonate through like it does in "Get Out the Door." But which... I, I do
1: try to write um, with humor in mind because the stories in "Get Out the Door," I mean, there are a lot of them that are pretty tough to get through. Mm-hmm. And humor is one of the it to me it's a survival mechanism. And whenever I can find humor in a situation, I will.
0: Yes, and I, I believe we both we've have that in common because remember. When I first uh, entered the hospital with my situation, I noticed that the infection had gone so far into my arm that my right arm is triple the size of my left. And as I like to say, I was the Incredible Hulk in mid-transformation. And instead of worrying about my health, I was worrying that my wife wouldn't get the picture that I could then post on Facebook later.
1: Oh, yeah. So now everything's got to be documented. I wish I would have documented all the pictures when I went through this, because when I uh... When I was laying on the ground in the parking lot, uh, when the paramedics came to get me, they said, is there anybody we shouldn't call? And the first thing I said, how about a doctor? That, that would help, I'm sure. That would help. It would <laughs> help me a lot right now. Yeah.
0: And then you're also working on a memoir, uh, or, or um, I'm sorry, a, uh, a second larger book based on your life as a father of someone with autism.
1: Right. The first book is called Get Out the Door. The second book, which I'm working on right now and looking to release it next year, is called There's No Stopping You. And it's about uh, the story of my son's journey uh, through autism. Um, He was diagnosed at age three. And I tell the story. He's now 26. I tell the story through the analogy of teaching him how to ride a bike. Because one of the things I learned was that you learn balance by building momentum. And once you build that momentum, there's no stopping you.
0: Yeah. And I really like how you're using an analogy to teach this lesson and or have this through line in the book, because um, as my uh, li- listeners know, I'm also a teacher. And I work with uh, students on the spectrum. And today we're even talking about analogies and sometimes yeah. being able to make that connection is the way. Is, is a like a, a door into a whole new world of understanding.
1: Right. People don't have to understand everything about your situation, but if you can tell it and frame it in a way that they can identify with, then it makes telling the story a lot easier.
0: Yes. Yeah, it does. And so when are you planning on uh, publishing that?
1: Uh, we're looking at the same time of year. So spring of 2022.
0: Okay. All right. So there's not a lot of downtime for you because no, you're also... It's n-
1: no, there's from... The time I wrote this book, it was six weeks to write the book and six months to edit, and then three months of getting ready for publication, and it hasn't
0: let up yet. Yeah, so writing is only the first part. That's right. Yeah, and then not only that, you also have that memoir I, I briefly mentioned, and right. that is based on your uh, weekly postings, Correct. which uh, appear on LinkedIn and hollyworks.com, Yep. and so what is, I guess, what's the structure of uh, this fourth project?
1: Well, right now I'm working on the individual stories and getting those out every week. And it's, each one is usually built around an event or a situation from the time I can remember to through my teenage years. And it's about growing up in the Midwest and growing up in a small town and all the things that go along with that, and situations that may be unique to me, but I think there's a lot of commonality that people will be able to see in the book, and I'm trying to make it funny and enjoyable, even though there are a lot of scary stories in there as well.
0: Oh, I'm sure, and and I, I'm sure this is unique to you, though, David, uh, that you live in a place where everyone knew you, right? No one else has that situation, right? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's um, it's funny because, you know, on Facebook and other social media, people who grew up with me remember those events. Oh, and so occasionally I'll get corrected um, and occasionally I have to remind them some names have been changed to protect the innocent. (laughs) So It's a fun balance of trying to tell an engaging story, but also keep it rooted in the truth.
0: Yes. So what's the funniest correction or funniest insight that one of your old friends has had?
1: Well, my friends are really good about picking up on the things that are, that I remember is really embarrassing.
0: Oh yeah.
1: um, Some of those are fun to relive. Some of those are less fun, but sometimes they'll remind me of something that I forgot, Mm. which generates yet another story. So even if they do correct me, I, I'm all good. It's all good with me.
0: Yeah. Cause you survived through it and you, you moved on. And it's another lesson. Well, as, as they
1: say, no matter how I think uh, the Everly brothers and Tom Petty had a song that even if this all blows up, you know, it's all, it's all about the stories we can tell.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so I do have a question about those weekly postings. what, I guess where, where's the motivation from each of those? I mean, is it like, you, do you write them out and say, okay, do you, you plan them out like a, a year in advance or is it whatever fits your fancy at that particular time?
1: Well, what I did was I, I first started just brainstorming a list, every story I could think of. Mm-hmm. And the first round I came up with like 50. And then I got up to 60 and I'm up to 75 different stories. And the, the first one is just a list. And then I'll look at, okay, what time of year is this? Does it make sense to do a Halloween story? Does it make sense to do a um, story about Christmas? Um, is there an event that it's tied to? So I try to make them timely. Um, so it's a combination of things. There's There's not a plot other than the plot is this character, which is me, going through childhood. And so I know the storyline, but sometimes it's done out of sequence uh, just because that's what I'm writing about this week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And all I have to start with is I have a title. Um, And sometimes the title will change because I'll try to make it catchier once I'm ready to post it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really, here's the soapbox derby story. Here's the... um, Here's the ghost in the graveyard story, you know, it's, it's something based in, based in a real event, and then I'll try to see, okay, how can I build humor into that, and how can I make it common enough that other people can identify with it?
0: Is there a story that people have uh, asked you to repost, or have been, have begged you to share on stage?
1: There have been some they've told me not to share, but that's that's another <laughs> story. Um, Some of the ones, it's usually the most, the scariest ones. Like I, there's one I wrote, one of the first ones I wrote called Soapbox Demolition Derby, where after my brother and I built cars for the Soapbox Derby, our next thought was, okay, what do we do with these now? Well, we run them down the city street.
0: Makes sense.
1: And we ended up, you know, one car crashing another flipping it into the ditch and then uh, grabbing the the person out and just trying to make sure they're okay and when we found out they no broken bones we said the three most important words you can tell somebody don't tell mom
0: <laughs> yes that's a uh that's a, that's a akin to a blood oath yeah that's right so no nobody
1: nobody squeals
0: exactly everyone keeps quiet so again, these stories can be found at hollyworks.com uh, yep. and also on LinkedIn. And where else can people find you, David?
1: Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and just go to Hollyworks for all those, H-O-L-L-I-W-O-R-K-S. And you can find me on all those. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel as well, but we ha- I don't have the name for it yet. Uh, but all these stories, in addition to going into the book, I'll be doing video versions of them as oh, wow. well.
0: Excellent. And yeah, please share uh, that YouTube title when you get it and uh, you know, send everything my way so I can pass them on to our listeners. And I know that you have lots of stories with lots of uh, lessons to learn, David, but if someone were to take one lesson away from our conversation today, what would that be? Well,
1: I think it is that... Everybody has goals they want to achieve and they have obstacles they want to overcome. And the hardest thing about reaching any goal or achieving overcoming any obstacle is getting out the door. Because yes, once sir. you do,
0: the rest is easy. Yes, indeed. I I fully believe, uh, believe that. And as uh, before, your favorite dinosaur is Dilophosaurus. That's right. Correct? That hasn't changed because it took No, out that mm-hmm. hasn't
1: changed. And it's because it's the one that got Newman
0: yes in jurassic park and he did deserve it he uh that's right turn off that grid that's right and so well david uh, i appreciate your graciousness and your time thank you very much sir it's been a blessing doubly so to talk with you and i look forward to seeing what you have coming up next it's going to be fun yes yes it will So folks, if you want to check out what I have going on, you can find me at linktr.ee forward slash chrisdtgordon. You can find the podcast, the YouTube channel, my speaking websites, my freebies, such as the tag one sheet so you can live with gratitude every day and some other things. Please like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And again, David can be found at hollyworks.com and you'll see his other links in the description below. Thank you very much for joining me today. Please have a great day and remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness.